Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We ready then? Indeed we are. It's the first time we've done a morning pod. And it's ludicrous. It's, it's a scandal. It's early. It's very early. Well, not that that matters to anybody listening, so let's just crack on with it. Hands in pod on three, one, two, three. Pod! Hello. Yes, the first round of Super Rugby matches of the weekend haven't even finished. Well, for Saturday morning anyway, haven't even finished and we are already podding. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening through the Acast app or on iTunes as well, where you can subscribe, you can leave your messages, and we very much appreciate it. At Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And you've got, again, JB. Good morning, Tim. You've got Philip. Hi, Tim. Right, listen, uh, we've got l- lots to talk about, despite the fact that rugby in the Northern Hemisphere is grinding to a halt. There's still a little bit of top 14 rugby going on. Uh, there's some under-20 World Cup stuff. And, of course, there's stuff going on in the Southern Hemisphere. And we are looking ahead to the World Cup. But I suppose we have to start and pay respects to the Terminator, Jerry Collins, who tragically and obviously unexpectedly died. A shocking bit of news, really. Yeah. yeah. 35. Uh, 34. 34. 30, 35 this year. Pretty, pretty devastating, actually, because he's the kind of player that I really, I really liked in... A world where I keep on raging about players being, being boring and cardboard cutouts and, and, and all the rest of it. He was the, the exact opposite and almost almost exactly what I love about rugby, which which is a character. So uh, it, it, it was very, very sad news. There's few players that in, instill fear in the opposition like Jerry Collins did when he was in his pomp. Well, do you know what the really brilliant thing was? And someone tweeted this is, who, who has the nickname Terminator? And Hitman. Hitman. And yet so was so universe, universally loved. Yeah, he was. He was loved and respected in equal measure by uh, his own teammates, everyone that played with him and everyone that played against him. Shane Williams told a story yesterday. Now, I need to get this exactly right. But it's something like after training with the Ospreys, he'd jump in a cab and go, what, what, what was it? He basically travels 100 miles in any direction. And see where he t- where he ended up. That's amazing. Yeah. Try try and find a rugby club or something, and he would end up like on a Wednesday night training with some local team. Seriously, and then, and then going out yeah. on the beers with the some Williams, lo- yeah. local team. Yeah, this this is this was on Wales Today or something like that. That's it, it, unreal. Yesterday, well, that's how he ended up at, at Barnstable Rugby Club. Basically, he met the chairman on a on night out and then played for the second teams. Yeah, that. That's, oh wow! There's a few incredible Jerry Collins stories. That's one of the, the best ones, the Barnstable, which I think everyone knows, but. He was having a meal out. He's so right. I mean, one day in 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 a world where, and as we've said before, we're getting. Uh, it's fortunately we're nowhere near football, but you're getting a little bit towards that whole cliche post-match interview model professionals who are a bit less interesting. You get you're getting a bit further away from from guys like Jerry Collins. It's important to remember what a, what a character that fellow was. That's awesome. Did you see Chris Marceau? 
uh, during yes. the Talon game. Yeah. Before the Talon game, who he didn't actually? He, ble- he bleached. He bleached his hair with the the blonde right. top and the dark sides. Oh, crikey! He, yeah. It's so, a no, lovely touch. That hell of a tribute because they obviously played together in the um, all black back row on many occasions. I thought that was really really nice tribute. <laughs> the, we, the other the other stories just while, while we're still on Jerry yeah, Collins yeah my I love the Barnstable story and, and then uh, playing the bar bars with Barnstable socks on uh, when he was a current all black as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Japanese department store knives story is ridiculous where he, he, yeah I mean is this all is this all rumor or whoa, whoa, no, no, just, no 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 it is genuine it, it's I mean I skirted around it just because I, you know. I just did, but what a story. I mean, well, for anyone who hasn't heard the story, he, he somehow, when he was out in Japan, got embroiled in with some Brazilian gang. A Brazilian gang in Japan. Out there. Um, and was carrying around some two knives for his own protection, uh, apparently. See, I heard it and, differently that he ran into a knife department store, or a department store which had a knife section. Actually, I, the one I read was he carried them walked into this department store, took out the knives, and then they, they not not didn't didn't threaten anyone, was basically extremely worried about his own safety. Um oh, and then he said he was relieved that he got that he got arrest, arrested. Yeah, yeah, he got arrested. Uh, they, the Japanese police showed up and when they saw the size of him, they called for twenty man backup. <laughs> <laughs> so twenty Japanese police officers arrived at the scene. He he was um, docile and wasn't doing anything aggressive or amazing. anything like that and then Later admitted he was uh, scared for his own life because of the Brazilian gang. Mm. Incredible, incredible guy. And if if he could have chucked a little soundbite together, because he sounded like he was a man of action, not a man of words, and uh, he would have been as as revered and loved as the Honey Badger is now. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, a real character. Real Absolutely. Character. And the, the other one was uh, in about 2005 when he was really at the peak of his powers and he had to... Adjust his training to reduce the size of his biceps because they were affecting. That's his, right. They were affecting That's his tack, right. affecting his tackling technique. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Sounds familiar. We're, who hasn't, Phil? Well, of course. <laughs> oh, good man. Um, we'll come back to Jerry Collins because we've got a fifteen to select in his honour, and we'll, we'll probably need some help from you on that one as well. So, uh, at Rugby Podcast, you can tweet, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. However, another and a very different talking point. Sippers! Oh, Danny, who, Danny, Danny. Who literally, well, no, allegedly was literally Sippers. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, allegedly. 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 Let's wait to see, to see what's found out first. <laughs> chocolate Nesquik. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise Chocolate Nesquik had an alcoholic content. No, neither did he. Yeah, let, let's reserve judgment on the alcoholic content. What we know so far is he crashed his car at five in the morning uh, on Sunday morning after the Barbars game. Yes. He was breathalyzed and then taken to a police station and then has been released on bail. Uh, That's all we know. That's all we know. So the taken to a police station could have could actually have nothing to do with the breathalyzer test. It, it could have been... Unrelated. It could be relation to the crash. He could have been uh, texting and driving or something along those lines, yeah. um, mm. which is equally... Criminal well, it's not act. equally, but it's, it's a criminal act. I guess. Well, it, it is a criminal act, and you'll get points on your license and all that. And potentially, well, if he's in, crashed in because of, of it, a, you might get banned. So it might in, have an equal weighting. Hypothetically, if it's a drink driving thing, yes, then Stuart Lancaster cast Danny Care aside for a, for a time. He did. Yeah. If if it was dangerous driving because you're texting, I mean, equally dangerous, all equally illegal. I hope he's texting Stuart Lancaster. 
<laughs> do you see? Do you see how well I played? Yes, yeah. boss, boss. boss <laughs> watch watch the highlights you. again. I scored, mean, coach, give me a shot. I, I scored thirty-three points, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Two tries. I got ten out of ten <laughs> conversions. Uh, but if, but it, let's just say hypothetically, it actually turns out to be um, driving without due care and attention. Yeah. Um, is that is that something Stuart Lancaster cast someone aside for? Is it, or is the drinking thing somehow elevate it more? It's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens if he's drink driving. For me, I I do think he's got to be called into question whether he's going to be in the World Cup squad. Whether well, but, I've got an appeal for anyone who's interested in taking this up. Hold on, JB. It sounds like um, if you if you're talking appeals, that's go on, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> if you if you're a current English international scrum half, or maybe even a winger. I implore you to do something to get dropped from Stuart Lancaster's team. Because at the moment, I have Sippers, 12, Flood, 13, Manu Tuolangi, Wing, Dylan Armitage, uh, and fullback, Benders. Benders. So if you want to do the right thing and you <laughs> want to get dropped from the England squad, please help JB complete his banned England backline. There are, there are dropped... They're dropped wingers, but not banned wingers. Dropped and banned. Uh, like, uh, I mean, my pack is shaping up nicely. Hartley. I mean, Hartley and Stefan is the heartbeat of the pack. That's not bad, <laughs> is it? There's no one else, though, who's been banned. Well, they're, they're dropped for disciplinary reasons. Hang on, what's the difference? Okay, not banned, but dropped. So we need two more backs. So Danny Kerr. What, um, what would you do, Tim? If, if Sippers has been drink driving five in the morning after the England game, crashes his car... You're Stuart Lancaster. Would you say, sorry, disciplinary reasons, you're going to be excluded? Or well, would you... Do you know what? Let, let's forget it's Danny Cipriani. Let's think for a second it's George George Ford. <laughs> what happens if it's George Ford? Do you, do you think... I know what happens if, if it's George Ford. They take him out the car. Okay, so do, do you like Mr. Wolf on... Um, uh, on <laughs> Pictures, right? So a Mr. Wolf character from the, 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 the RFU gets there in his BM or whatever. They take George Ford out the car and they put Joe Ford in the car and then they drive off and then they call the police. Well, maybe it was George Ford and they found that Danny, <laughs> yeah. Danny Cipriani was the closest thing they had on hand. So they just yeah. Danny, what are you doing? Anything you want, boss, get here now. <laughs> I'll do anything, boss. I'm training so hard. I'm working so hard for you. We'll reward you, Danny. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, oh, I don't know. I think if it's drink driving, he's done. Uh, no, I think he is done. I don't, I don't think he should yeah. be, but I think he is. I, I think he is, which is a, a real shame because he played so well. Uh, Here's the ominous thing for me. If it's been reported on um, stations, I heard it on Radio 4 of all places. So if this is the case, it will be a big media story. And Stuart Lancaster deals about as well with the media as... Well, he doesn't do, 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 deal well with the media at all, actually. So I think he will actually buckle. Buckle hmm. over Nicky Easter. He's buckled over a lot of them. And also, he's got this very narcissistic thing, which is it's all about this, it's all about my environment and all that. So he, no, he dickhead, will, no dickheads rule. Yeah, no dickheads rule. <laughs> Ironically. So, um, what, what is that ironic? Is that ironic? I, I think it's a very dickhead thing to do to, to stop all these players playing. So, uh, my favorite uh, thing on the no, let the boys play, let them play, let them play. My favorite thing on the no dickheads rule was when it first came out with New Zealand about a year ago. Uh, and our egg, uh, egg, Chase, egg chaser's Twitter feed tweeted a link saying New Zealand's no dickhead policy. Someone tweeted us back saying, um, it's a great sentiment, guys. 
But how well would the Egg Chasers rugby, rugby podcast work without JB? It's <laughs> <laughs> a say, good point. It's a good point. I will say this, though. I mean, these culture things which people do, and the All Blacks do it, they do it worse than almost anyone else, which is they say, well, we're a professional organisation, so we're going to get the top professionals and everything. I mean, we met the, the All Blacks uh, pe- uh, public relations guy. Media Joe. Media, media Joe, who... Um, Shook our hand, said hello, and then told us to get out immediately. Yeah, um, get out of my playing playing arena or whatever the hell yeah. he said. wasn't wasn't the most pleasant experience that we've ever had. Yeah, and I think meeting Kieran Reid, however, that was one of the most that pleasant. Was that was wonderful. And I think what happens with these elite environments is that everyone thinks oh, we're going to have the best dietitian in the world, we're going to have the best media guy in the world, we're going to have the best everything in the world, and all these experts think that they are the main reason that this team of international class rugby players are winning every week, and it's not. It's because the players are. First and it becomes the- it becomes sanitised. And actually, you look at Saracens have just won the Aviva Premiership. Their environment is is it kind of in two camps. It's a bit like that in terms of they, they take care of all the little tiny 1% nuts and bolts. But actually, the squad and the group of guys, they jump out of planes together. They, yeah. go, they go on massive benders, get dropped in the middle of a city all together and have to find their way home. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could get the best media guy in the world. I, you know, I mean, Andy Coulson's looking for a job. So I could get someone <laughs> like him and put him into Bro- Broughton Park to manage our tw- Twitter account, and we would do no better. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying, is they kind of lose track of what they're trying to do. So in terms of sippers, I'm going to tell you what, because you're right, we, we, it's not till August that we're going to know exactly what happened, unless something is said or done beforehand by either Danny Cipriani, Stuart Lancaster, or whatever. But um, from the police point of view, he's got to go back in August. But... So it's, it's a good opportunity to have a question, like a hypothetical. What tens do you pick in your England squad anyway, even if Sippers is free, available and, and free of any wrongdoing of any kind? I think it affects the backups, but obviously Ford's... But do, one, isn't he, do so. you just go... I mean, Ford Farrell showed in the in, in the final and over this season they are 1-2. Yeah. And, you know, they've both got their do you merits. Think they, do you think they did? Yeah. Because I definitely think I definitely think Farrell's number two. So I kind of agree with you. But I think if you want more of the same, you probably go forward Cipriani. Do you see what I mean? Well, interestingly, I think when Farrell was number one, I think Sippers misses out of the squad. Because, because, bring be- because you can bring... Because what you've got is you've got a steady Eddie um, Owen Farrell. Then you've got your backup, who's a, who's a little bit more of a maverick George Ford. And so you don't you don't need two backups that are different. You want... I'd have Myler. Mm. So I, I'd go Farrell, if he was number one, Ford, and then Myler. When Ford's number one, maybe you need Sippers as the kind of replacement for Ford. Because oh, well, I mean, I suppose there is. You see or, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. I, 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 do. I completely agree with it. Actually, uh, the other guy you got to throw in the mix is Slade. Um, well, because he's a mix of the two, really. Yeah, inexperienced and inexperienced at ten, really, because um, he's played a lot of this season at thirteen, a bit at twelve, a bit at ten. Um, but it, it's going to depend how your squad is going to be made up because you've got you've only got thirty one, thirty-one, isn't it? You have. Uh, I think five or six props just because of the, the attrition rate and you have three hookers because it's so specialised. So I'd, I'd go for two two tens and then another one who can come from elsewhere. Two tens and Slade. Two tens and Slade, unless you say that Good can cover ten in one of the other games. And Andy exactly Good back in, yeah, good shout. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> <laughs> or there's an argument that 12 trees could do a job but it would have to be oh, uh, last what? resort every me. time I see Good play 10 he impresses me more and more to the point yeah, that yeah. I said yeah. last year if I was Good I would look at moving elsewhere to play 10 full time now 
that's obviously stupid because he's in the England team as a fullback and he plays for Saracens as a fullback. But he's he's a really good playmaker. He, he is. And people don't give him enough enough credit for that. Yeah, I saw on on the other good Andy Good. I, I I do love that, and it's worth just saying again. So that Andy Good is better than Dan Carter because Andy Good has <laughs> Andy Good has scored two thousand and four. 2,114 points in the Aviva Premiership. Carter has scored none. Correct. Yeah. Andy Good has won 17 caps for England. Carter has won none. And Good has performed despite being overweight and out of shape <laughs> his whole career. Carter has been in shape his whole career. Yeah. And finally, Carter gets paid more, so he's greedier. Exactly. <laughs> All undisputable facts. Fact. Yeah. Well, so uh, what would you pick, Jay? You're, you're, if you were Stuart, Lanca- Stuart Lancaster, which I know is make, making a cold look go across your face, if, yeah. you, if you were Stuart <laughs> Lancaster, who would your 10 selections be for the World Cup? Uh, Ford. I'm starting to warm to Farrell. So, uh, Farrell was superb in the, I like, the, the I like how, Premiership final. He is very boring. I like how abrasive he is. Big match player, isn't he? Yeah. It's a cliche. It's one of those I don't cliches. He's a big match defender, and I appreciate that hugely. He's never wilted under pressure. And my third one, it would be Cipriani. You go for three because then Sippers can cover fifteen if if it comes. I would I, w- I would go for three as well. And Slade, it's come a season too early. Yeah, and Cipriani. Can or and- I- Stuart Lancaster should have got him involved earlier in the season. Yeah, maybe um, Slade involved in the autumn or in the, the Six Nations. I, I probably would have Slade because he covers the set. He can cover twelve, thirteen, yeah. and ten. Uh, so it wouldn't necessarily be an out-and-out 10 in the squad, but I would have him in the squad. I would be happy with Sippers as well. I think he's mm. playing some good rugby. Hey, listen up. Exciting news on the horizon. So, obviously... Oh, what... are you going to about to apologise for last week's Quizgate? No, 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 no. You just wait. You just okay. wait. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Something, some big news on the horizon. So, because the World Cup's coming up, there's going to be loads of big events happening across the UK to try and, you know, promote rugby. One of them is O2 are doing a touch rugby tour and at venues around the country I think they've got three big main venues anyway one of the venues in England is Manchester the Etihad campus Johnny Wilkinson's going to be at all the events you can enter teams for 50 quid I think and you can go and spectate for free is he doing stand-up comedy what Johnny (laughs) Wilkinson no but but listen Johnny Wilkinson um, and Jason Robinson are going to be the two guests of honour going there to hang about and be interviewed by um, they're going to they're going to chat to someone and, and, and there's going to be a host interviewing on the on the stage. Guess who the host is? <laughs> oh yeah, big Tim. Parker. I'm going to be there. Like you are here, Jay, right here. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be here, and you're going to be like Johnny Wilkinson, but, right there. Do you know what I think the difference will be? That me and Phil say things. Sometimes we <laughs> Inter- say interesting things. Sometimes we say things which don't dis- which don't agree with each other, and other times we even argue. I can't imagine you're going to get that from Johnny. And- you don't oh, think- it'll be awesome just to have a it'll chat with cool. him. It'll and be cool. It'll be cool. I'll actually probably just, I'll probably just um, stand on the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Wilkinson will come and stand next to me and I'll just like, I'll probably just stroke his face <laughs> for 10 minutes. I actually think from the kind of brief interviews that I've heard with Johnny Wilkinson since he's retired, I think he's relaxed a bit more and he's become, a, become cool a bit the, more um, open. Pretty cool in the uh, European Cup finals, to be fair to him. Yeah. When he was talking about... Oh, hang on! I should. I should yeah, this team the kicking, the was, kicking tactics. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing, <laughs> doing him a disservice. I'm, I'm sure you'll be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, get some stuff for the podcast as well. That'd be so, very exciting. So they, they they tried to get one of the two best uh, Egg Chasers Rugby podcasts uh, hosts. Yeah, and you two and they, were unavailable. Yeah, they settled for the third best. Oh well. I guess. Oh, yeah. well. Um, oh well. So anyway, anyway, so future guests on the podcast: Johnny Wilkinson, Jason Robinson, Mark Quato, also there. 
Excellent. Can I, um... And, oh, no, no, this is the cool thing. And they want us to enter an Egg Chasers team. I, perhaps we could recruit some... You know my thoughts on touch. <laughs> is, What's is, that? Negative. I, I never... <laughs> you, I, have to have, you have to have a minimum of two women on the team as well, what? Jay. What? This is a scandal. <laughs> I, it's I, not no. safe. Now, I, I did play in, uh, this Wednesday just gone, uh, an O2 Touch event can, down at, at Burnage. Can I just tell you how much I hated Mixed Touch? <laughs> I hated Mixed Touch so much. It was, uh, and do you know who I hate even more? Are people who only play Touch. So you get these teams, <laughs> you get these teams that come down, and the guys in the office say, oh yeah, I mean, I've got one in my office who corners me and talks to me about um, about rugby, and I don't have the heart to tell him it's not really rugby. Playing touch is, is not the same thing. Um, are, you, are you the same about people, lads that play five-a-side football on it? No, I'm not actually, because I think five-a-side football is far similar to football than touch rugby is to rugby. I mean, I hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, you don't treat it like, you treat the skills, the passing, catching, evasive running... And all the rest of it, they're the same, but it's a different. Well, no, yeah, but it's totally different. The other skills like creating a weak shoulder, contact, skill over the ball, it basically, you know, all those things disappear. No, kicking disappears. You can't fi- even kick in touch. Fixing a defender, running at the inside shoulder, fixing a defender, and offloading and picking yeah, good lines. But do you know that's, what? That's still the do you know same. what these really good touch teams do? They purposely take the contact and play the ball quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, and they put the they put the hand out as well. So they put the hand out. So they voluntarily take the touch. I hate it so much. And they come. <laughs> I, we play this team, and they've got their own black little jeep thing and they show up and they've got like black kits a little red like red logo if you're listening you know who you are um, <laughs> and then and then right even worse if you're gonna no actually I, I, i'm not gonna continue about uh the type of people, people that, that, that play well I, I i can't believe jb showed he just edit self-edited and <laughs> held okay. back on his right. opinion uh, oh no now okay. i've woken the beast again forget it Right, if you're going to win a mixed touch tournament, what you need is fast girls. Without fast girls, Agreed. you are done. Agreed. Because girls are naturally a lot slower than you have to than lads, have, right? You have to have two girls But invariably, at all times. the girls are organised. Women, women, women. Whatever, right? Chicks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> two, cis, two cisgender ladies. What? Okay. <laughs> invariably, the ladies that, that want to play rugby might come from, like, the pack. So actually, a, a, female, a, a female prop is no use to you whatsoever playing mixed touch. <laughs> Outside of it, wingers, it, but there it, is no use. I will just counteract that and say you don't have to be that fast if you've got a good defensive shape and you, you work the inside and you cover the gaps and it doesn't matter if you're that fast because you create a good wall and then you can attack from Well, there. I won't be playing touch. Phil, touch Phil's played an event. Um, this week? What you were about I, I, I to say. You were about running, to see, Phil it. was about to say something. Go on, Phil. What I, you I, I played it this week. It's the, it the first rugby. I use rugby very loosely. I've played in 18 months. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So it was a little bit rusty. I I quite enjoyed it, although I did get frustrated just because the standard is... People who've not played much rugby before, so they don't really know 
defensively where they should be and offensively they know that tactic where you take the quick tap and then you run to to eat up yards but they don't know how to fix a man and pass and do that and the number of times where I was either drawing a man to create room outside me or running a line to for the a little pop where there's huge gaps you were doing and, a Gavin Henson putting people into space that's yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> NASA they call me NASA um so I got a little bit frustrated with that and, and because uh, my skills weren't where I would where they should be. So let's never talk about touch on this podcast ever again, please. Well, uh, but okay, I, fine. I, would... I was going to say that they, <laughs> they, they, they said, "What would you like to enter a team?" Maybe. Well, um, I'd, so, yeah. I'd play. I would definitely play. If I will tell you right now, I will not play. <laughs> I, would you? I... Would you coach? I'm, no, a bit of pre-season for your first season of coaching, Jay. A I want nothing to do with touch rugby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's genuinely though. When I was down on uh, Wednesday night at, at Burnage, there were. Probably 150 people there, something like oh, that. Oh, it's a big moneymaker. Uh, not just moneymaker. There's, there's people it's, there. And who, it's good for participation. Yeah, I mean, people if there. If going to be objective, it is good for People there who've never played uh, senior rugby. Girls, it's too girls, late, girls and guys. No, not for playing rugby, but just for getting them involved. I, would you rather, what, would you rather they're than, under the church of rugby? No. In, in the church no, of rugby, albeit touch. Yeah. No, no, no. But then they're, but then they're watching the actual... Rugby, you know, and they're buying a shirt, and they're going to see their local yeah. club, and they're buying a, they're I've buying a drink in the clubhouse. No. Would you rather they're, they're not it brought? So, we put an arm around them and bring them in. No, not really. I oh, think, well, but it, I think that's short. Who, side, who's it, on Mount Pius now? You are. Shall we bring them into the big church? No, we were not going to bring them into any church. <laughs> no, I, I will not recognise any other form of rugby no, no, than look, fifteen aside, full contact, men only. I like sevens occasionally. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that in future weeks, but. If anyone is either um, around the northwest area or is absolutely mental and wants to, to travel to it, <laughs> then uh, we, might, we, might, we might have a slot on our team opening up. Exciting things happening. I tell you what, what, is there anything more exciting that's happened in rugby recently than the Sergio Parise reverse pass? Oh, God. We've oh, all done way. it. <laughs> did, did you see it, Jay? I've only seen the vine of it. I didn't actually see the game. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't catch the game either. Um, no, I didn't catch the game either, I just, but I saw the reverse pass. It was nice. Everyone's seen the reverse pass. It's beautiful. We should maybe do like a list of the top ten offloads. <laughs> <laughs> because that's up there, but it's not as good as some of, Sonny, some of Sonny Bills. I mean, some of Sonny Bills. Are just, he, has, he is just a gift to rugby that keeps on giving. <laughs> I watch his highlight video uh, maybe twice a week. <laughs> and that isn't a joke either. But there's one thing, uh, like doing an offload... Or, or a cheeky reverse pass and stuff in in a game somewhere. But he did it taking out two defenders, putting someone in for a try against Toulon. Yeah, yeah it was quite incredible. And Stad hammered Toulon as well. 33. Yeah. And, it, and, it wasn't, and, and sometimes you see those when someone's running towards touch. Sometimes you see that someone just flings it into the field, oh, whichever way. That- he did it so... Delicately, like delicately, yeah, so controlled. And there was a little, there was a, the, the ball stayed dead in an upright position and just had a little uh, spiral on it. Where do you rank Sergei Parise uh, in the all-time greats of flair players? I mean, as forwards, I think he's probably number one. In, for, in forward terms, yeah, I think Zinzan Brook would probably be number one, like knocking drop goals over from the halfway line. Remember Neil Back? Crazy ba- offloads. Remember Neil Back knocked over a? Uh, Come on, Neil Back, a drop goal. Neil, Neil, Neil Back, the, the the extent of Neil, an amazing player, He's World Cup the, winner, incredible guy. Uh, but the extent of his flair was well, just was was just standing at the back of malls no, for a whole wrong. career. You're wrong, you know. Like 
in it, I mean, you always think of him as like a bit of a scavenger, the scavenger before scavengers. And he was famous for being at the back of malls, but he was a really good rugby player. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, all, all round. All and round. he's either the first or only England forward to score a drop goal. Probably the only. Mm. Um, Which is pretty impressive. I mean, this is a time when forwards did forward stuff and backs did back stuff, and, you know, that'll, that, that, that'll be it. He is he's the Premiership's top try scorer for a forward. Although most of that was the armchair ride in, yeah, but um, but not all of it. He was a superb player. And there's also Har- uh, Harry who I think would probably yeah. run Parise close. I put Parise above Harry Nordicke. Yeah, I think I think Harry had better kind of not basic skills, but you know those soft hands in the outside channel, in the I same way that Parise Kieran Reid does. Parise would undoubtedly be a better centre than Sam Burgess. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, and also, he practices spiral kicks. He, he practices <laughs> spiral kicks. So, what, what does that say about? This? He's up there. Lots he's... of forwards like to do that. Though. Yeah, that, that tells me, right, that he's nailed everything else. Like everything else <laughs> fact, in this game must be perfect. J- JB, when you step when you step into the coaching breach, what is your philosophy going to be on like before training? Because as a forward. All us forwards do. Everyone just kicks. Yeah, just, I, just I kick. hate watching. And we kick. we had, we had yeah. one like, coach. Uh, who, who, we had one coach who just went, guys. I want you to. Do, I don't mind you warming up, but do something specific to what you're actually yeah. going to do in a game. Let, uh, let, let's make use of the time before training. If you're going to be out early, make use of the time. Don't start just swatting the ball up and down. Enough, I have, I have thought, thought about this. <laughs> uh, have you come across the Gilbert Pass developer balls? The heavy the balls, heavy ones. medicine yeah. balls. Yeah, I thought of just, uh, I thought of only allow- allowing the players to have Gilbert Pass developers uh, before <laughs> I come out with the real balls for training. Uh, have you ever tried to kick? <laughs> it will break your foot. <laughs> it's like kicking a bowling ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that 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 was my that was my initial idea. Can can you please implement a rule uh, that if a forward kicks in play, they are immediately cut. Immediately. They're dropped straight away, subbed and dropped for at uh, least. Like, I'd band, have three, spent three game bans. I'd have spent months on the sideline as I, I had a pretty tidy <laughs> kick, and I only I didn't. Uh, use, you know, you think did. you think I you had a pretty tidy you know, kick, I and I didn't. I didn't use it unless I kind of had to. I didn't use it unless I had to, and I, I would get us through. I would get us good field love, position. I would love to see Tim's highlight reel, but as he remembers it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So is Joe? Oh no, it's Tim. <laughs> is that Johnny Wilkinson out there? I, re- I remember one. I remember one. It was playing against Bruno. Ta- no, tell us how you remember it. Yeah, I'll tell you how I remember it. A couple of minutes to go. Bath University just ahead of Brunel away. You know how you stand as a bit of a blocking runner, fly off inside the try line, dead ball area, and uh, I'm stood about five meters. I'm stood on the on the try line, like just blocking, kind of being there to make it awkward for people to run and charge. And the scrum half passes me the ball. Lightning reactions, despite having only a few yards, I did effectively one of those scrum half box kicks and made it to the to the ten meter line. Thank wh- you very much. And where were you kicking from? Halfway? No, kicking from my own line. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> That's as I remember it. I do like it when you chat about your rugby days. I'm not trying to blow smoke anywhere here, but you actually played with a really impressive team in Bath. Oh, a Bath University team. I can't believe we never won boot the the Booster Championship, but. Joel Abd, who was the Toulon seven, uh, Leon now is he? he? He was he was in the back row with me. Uh, yeah. In our second row, we had a, an embarrassment of riches, so much so that James Hudson was on the bench. The ruck inspector, <laughs> James Hudson, the ruck <laughs> inspector from Gloucester, was on the bench because we had Luke Charteris and uh, and Nick Rouse. 
Yeah, as a, yeah. As a, that's as a, a hell of a second, second, second row. Uh, Rob Higgett, who played for bit, Scarlet's, um, Worcester. Scarlet's Worcester, Bristol. Uh, he was our centre. Danny Gray, I, I think he's still playing in the Premiership somewhere. He was at Worcester and Bristol. Is he a and, fly half? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was our fly half. Ridiculous number of top-notch players. Yeah, because I asked on the Periscope, they asked Phil, who's the best player he played against, and embarrassingly he said things like Dan Cole. Uh, and I'm thinking of the best player that I played with, and I literally can think of none. Although I did play against Will, Will Greenwood and gave, and, gave, and gave him a try-scoring pass. But that was a charity <laughs> game. Who's <laughs> the best player I've played with or against? Do you know what? Luke Charles was a pretty good shout. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't rate him that much when we played. No one did for the first 10 years of his career. I'll tell you one of the best players I've played against. You will never have heard of him. You might have, Tim. Sorry, I was pointing at Jay when I said yeah. Tim, you might have heard of him. Yeah. A guy called Joe Duffy. Uh, Nottingham yeah the hooker the oh the hooker. hooker oh my goodness he was an amazing player we went to Leicester he, Tigers he went to Leicester but never made it never made it there I thought when he went to Leicester I went he's in because he, he was English qualified he was a New, New, Zealand. New Zealander yeah. but he'd been in England for four or five years playing at Nottingham I played against him two or three times as a, as a hooker he even played tight head against us and he was unbelievable the step up to him was greater than playing against like 12 Trees or Dan Cole or um I was really big, surprised big he never he never made it because what happened was uh, Nottingham took Tom Youngs as a centre and gave him his first couple of seasons as a hooker. Yeah, and Joe Duffy went to Leicester the other direction, kind of a, a bit of a, a bit tra- of a yeah. trade. Yeah, um, but Joe Duffy never made it. But no, no, you're right. And I wonder what happened to him. My brother had to pick for the rugby paper. He had to pick like his that that fifteen yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. best team he played with or against, and he and it was at the time he'd just gone to Leicester and he went and Nick's thing went. This is the best guy, the best player not in the Premiership. And watch out, England. He could yeah. be a dark horse for an England do you, squad. Do you find, right, that those rugby 15s, the rugby paper 15, are always a bit confused? Because it's half like my mates and half, you know, be <laughs> Carlos Spencer yeah. and then James from youth team who never yeah. quite made it. And you're like, are you picking who you'd like to play with or, you know, the best team or whatever it may yeah. be? I'll tell you what we'll do right now, though, guys. Um, let's pick a... Hardman 15 in honour of Jerry Collins of the Terminator the hitman oh the Terminator I've got some music for it Terminator theme tune so Jerry Collins sadly is is lost he is going to be 6 and captain in our Hardman 15 and traditionally I think your number 6 is the hardest of all players anyway yeah no it's 6 or 2nd row yeah second row as an enforcer and the enforcer second row classically but yes so we are going to pick, and I think we should start in the backs because the the real debates <laughs> is going to be when we get That's up front. A great shout. I think I think we might have to start in the forwards because my backs are looking a bit sparse, and I was thinking we might have to put some forwards in the backs. Hmm, well, we can do that. but okay, let's start, let's start in the backs because I think the biggest debates will be had in the forwards. Definitely, won't they? definitely. So let's go with: uh, Is there any hard the hard man fifty like fifteen number fifteen? Who's nails and a fullback? Have you got? Well, I, I, put, I thought Chris Latham. What? No. Because uh, maybe. He's, 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 like, he's like carved out of granite. He's solid. He was very, very big. I'll give you that much. But that's um, No, he was hard. More he than was, big, he, he was, was hard. hard. I, uh, Mike Brown is pretty tough for a fullback. I like Mike Brown. Uh, uh, no, that would be an angry 15, angry. not a hard 15. <laughs> I think he's quite hard as well. Did you not watch Chris Latham a lot? Uh, yeah. 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 With, his, with his socks uh, on Socks his down. Yeah. Incredible, like... Uh, lolloping runner, well, really I... long gait. Because I, I think he, like there's no comparison between hardness, him and Mike Brown. 
Okay. Okay. Who was the hardest man in the England World Cup winning squad according to World to, to the World Cup winners themselves? Because you've missed an obvious one. Not Jason Robinson. No. Uh, Josh Lucy. Josh Lucy. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Everyone said he was he was nailed. So and when he when he's he got like the military um, yeah. mental toughness, doesn't he? But when he tried to climb Everest. His body gave up on him. His body's like, no, it's too hard. Oh, no more. No. Like when our friend Steve Elliott couldn't make it up uh, Mont Blanc. <laughs> Idiot. I'm too cold. <laughs> I'm too cold. Because he <laughs> he, he did that. Uh, he bought like a 60 quid uh, Berghaus windbreaker jacket and thought that would be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Steve. <laughs> it was like minus 30. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so... I had to go good Josh, Josh Lucy. He was genuine. Okay. Genuinely well, he could go on the wing, depending on how we go with our wingers. So, okay. uh, what have we got for wingers? Brian Lima. Oh, yes. Is he not an outside centre? Oh, he's an inside centre. Centre winger, I had him. Yeah. I, I always saw him as a centre winger. Oh, right. the chiropractor. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got to be in there. Okay. He, um, Scott Gibbs in the centre. Oh, let's fill, up, let's fill up that position as well. Scott Gibbs alongside, possibly, um, boxing champion Sonny Bill. Boxing chat, yeah, yeah, That's or or potentially shout. you could. Um, Tana Umanga was. I remember at the yeah. time again. Again, the physical conditioning of players has moved on a bit, but when he was around, he, it was like, he was a different breed. Yeah, of uh, guy. Umanga did start his All Blacks career on the wing, so you could have him. He out. did. You're right. Uh, him, Cullen, Lomu. Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right. Uh, how about this one? The one which you won't have, and I'm going to get his name wrong now. I think it's James Small. Is that, is that right, James, James Small? Small? South African guy. Oh yes, the guy who had all the con- who had the, um, the 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 ding dongs with John Bentley in the, yes, in, the in the Lions tour in '97. Ah, yeah, and like and Bentley got accused of eye gouging and stuff, and then Small was the one. He was a really angry, hot headed winger. Yeah, yeah. And he was, it was it was pretty tough to be fair. Uh, so right, can we get rid of this music? It feels like I'm in an Atari game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so how are we looking so far then? So we've got um, I've, I've got a fly half for it for you. Yeah, go on. Uh, Duncan McRae. Oh my God! Wow. Yes, I know Duncan McRae. Oh yes. Look, okay. at, look, look at me pu- pulling out the names today. Duncan McRae is a psychopath, though. Yeah, that that, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> or or Butch James. Yes. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Butch James. Well, why don't yeah. we have Duncan McRae with Butch James at twelve? It's, That's abrasive, isn't it? Excluding Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill can play 13. And then no Scott Gibbs? No. I, okay. No. Oh, I'll tell you the guy we missed as well. Modern day player and everyone, if you ask anyone to describe him, they just describe him as hard. He's a, he's a Welshman and he doesn't currently start, but he will he will do now. Uh, Scott Williams? Scott Williams. Really? Everyone describe. if you look, look at interviews and stuff and you ask other players how they describe Scott Williams, they just say hard. Oh, and apparently Liam Williams is an absolute psychopath. He's a, he's a psychopath, isn't he? He's just a bit of a valley, valley scumbag. Hold on a minute. Ten, Johnny Wilkinson. Uh, fine, he, he's not hard off the pitch. He's got a very calm, relaxed demeanour, but you find a player who puts his body on the line more than Johnny Wilkinson. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. I, 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 had, like, I like where your head's at. More so than no. Butch James, don't you no, reckon? No, because Butch James... It depends how you define hard, man. Yeah, Butch yeah. James... Prioritise being hard over over rugby. <laughs> over everything else, yeah. over passing, over uh, kicking, exactly. <laughs> over the right, basic right, skills right. of a ten. I mean, he really he must have, he must have practiced his uh, swinging arm. He must have. He's <laughs> that good at it. <laughs> Do we have a scrum half? I think there's plenty plenty of scrum halves to, to go out here because a lot of them are pretty hard. 
Uh, they like to think they're hard. Well, Mike Phillips likes to think likes to think he's hard. He does like to think he's hard. Um, he'd be leader for me. At the, yeah, because he's so abrasive, actually. Yeah. Okay, Mike Phillips. Uh, are you happy calling Mike Phillips a hard man, though? <laughs> a pretty man, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, some other hard scrum halves, and I'm really struggling. It's, yeah, we're struggling. So, um, yeah, let us know. The only one I can think of that, that we might technically fit is. Um, Mara Bergamasco. Uh, Where I was going next. Uh, but at Rugby Podcast, help us out with the scrum half. So we got 10. Was it Butch James? Yeah. 12. Who are you going with? Well, uh, I was going to go Duncan McRae, then Butch James. But you can go Butch James. Duncan McRae, Butch James, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill, 13. Yeah. Tana Rumanga and Brian Lima on the wings. No, uh, uh, James Small. Uh, just have okay, a, James Small. Have a look at, um, just have a look at some of his footage. Nasty, nasty piece of work. Uh, he is a nasty piece of work. So I've gone on his Wikipedia page, and it's uh, basically talks about his verbal abuse and potential ri- alleged racist abuse. There we go. What is that? I'm, I'm not sure if that, that uh, shows how hard he yeah, is. Yeah, we're sort of trying to celebrate the, yeah. the, the the physical and mental toughness of players. Well, look, not the he, not the if he's tough, semi-criminal, if he's tough, he's bigoted, tough. Opinion. bigoted opinion. If he's tough, he's tough. You can't rewrite rewrite history. He liked throwing fists. All right, now, and, and I think we need... Okay, if you don't like that Terminator music, then I think because this is right up your street, JB, I'm going to play... Is it Wham? Uh, <laughs> I'm your man. Basically, all that's going to happen is we are going to bring up players that is going to make Jay go a bit weak at the knees. So let's talk about the hard men in rugby up front. <laughs> there we go. We're going to start in the front row. I'll start <laughs> front, row, front, front row, row and work our way back. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned him before. We should always we should mention him as much as we can because people don't know about him. Gerard Cholly. Cholly. Yes. Oh, yes. Gerard Cholly, the French... The French paratrooping boxing champion that was signed after a bar brawl in Clermont or Perpignan. And at, before a European tie, uh, he decided to um, get really worked up for the game. And, you know, a lot of people, they'll start grunting. Nigel, uh, Neil Jenkins would go and be sick in the toilet. Cholly punches the ceiling so hard <laughs> that he punched a hole in the roof... <laughs> Of the changing room and broke his hand, still going on and playing his, his a hand, winning part in the match. His hand was described as swelling to the size of a small melon. What does that mean? I mean, there's so much well, range on a small melon. Well, I think my fists alone are bigger than a small melon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it depends how big it is. How big his fist was initially? Do you know what his nickname was? Go on, Le Governor. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's actually, a wow. Le Governor, the baddest man ever, he was described. I've surely he was frightening. In his playing days, he weighed 19 stone. And this is back in the like 70s. Yeah, 6'4 six, six, and 19 stone. Jesus. That's like Sheridan size. No, so the, the, the equivalent nowadays, he would be rocking the scales at like 24 stone. He was a heavy... Full... Have you adjusted that with inflation or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He, he once laid rugby, out RPI rugby player inflation. <laughs> <laughs> he once laid out four Scottish players in the same match. <laughs> so he would be pushing Jerry Collins for captain. Uh, right, hooker. There's, There's so many options. They're normally psychopaths. I, I got a nod for Graham Dawes, who yep. for a long time played behind Brian Moore and arguably discipl- disciplinary reasons prevented him from getting more England caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had a rugby league player, Paul Wood. Who? Who plays for Warrington Wolves and in the grand final three years ago ruptured his oh, testicle in yes. the first half oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, played yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. and finished the game with a ruptured testicle. 
Who else are you? Beautiful. Let's just let that moment hang for a second. Oof. Playing on with a nice, ruptured ball. Nice turn, let it hang. Good one, Tim. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I can't think of a hooker that, that I would go because they're all. They're, yeah, they're it, all the same it, breed. It's hard to find a standout. I, I know one for you. Um, James Dalton, the old South African hooker. He was a scumbag. I mean, like he he loved. He absolutely loved it. Yeah, James Dalton. Definitely. Federico Mendes on his first cap for Argentina laid out Paul Ackford. Yes, he did. That's pretty <laughs> hardcore. Oh, hang on. Why are we not even talking about French hookers? There's been loads of really tough French hookers. What, what you get up to in your summer holidays. Andrew Dalton's a great shout. Okay. Honestly. It was James Dalton a minute ago. James Dalton. Dalton. Sorry, James Andrew Dalton. Dalton. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, tight head prop then. Or another prop. Another uh, prop. What about Kevin Yates? For, for, is he gouging or biting? Uh, I think Again, you're both, getting into both. more like just like scumbag behaviour yeah. rather than yeah. hardness. We're, we're honouring Jerry Collins with this 50, let's not forget. I'll tell you who it isn't. I'll tell you who doesn't get in. Julian White does not get in. Does Why? He... Now, how? Silent assassin. Have I got this wrong? Did Julian White throw himself to the floor when he got hit by Andrew Sheridan? Or did Andrew Sheridan throw himself to the floor when he got hit by Julian White? White floors Sheridan. So White does get in. But, oh, here we are. Let's have a look at this. Phil's watching it on his laptop. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what a scrimmage battle that is, by the way. Yeah, it's a hell. Leicester, oh, versus, Leicester versus Sale in about 2006. Oh. He doesn't throw it. He just gets caught off guard. See, this is when Ripley Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. throw himself to the floor there. This is when. That was a, is a good, good this punch. Was, this was the beginning of the end for rugby, this. So look. Is that the Ertz? I didn't realise he's been there yeah. for so long. Are you sir? Um. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.